Join the cause and subscribe at sportsse.io slash players and make a difference today. Once again, that's sportsse.io slash player. I want to give a special shout out to the team at CasSource. They have made my dreams come true for this podcast and they can make yours as well. If you have any aspirations of hosting your own podcast, talk to my guy, Eric. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz, K-A-Z. He is all about giving people a platform and letting their voice be heard. So reach out and you won't regret it. Welcome to From the Players Podcast, where you will hear directly from the very women who are shaping our sport softball and learn so much more of who they are off the field and beneath the jersey. I'm your host, Sydney Supley, former Northwestern softball player, and this is the place for every past or current softball players, any parent of a player, or simply a fan of the game. I see you and I love you. Thanks for being on this journey with me and growing our sport one day at a time. Now, to further your support beyond just listening to this episode, you can donate $10 a month or any number to continue to support this platform where female athletes' voices are heard and ensure that there will be plenty more episodes and individuals who are impacted in the future. As a subscriber, you will get all of the behind the scenes on this 2024 softball season from the women on the fields and myself as we make this the best year of softball yet. Welcome back to From the Players, where we have officially taken the podcast to the West Coast. So because I'm here in Washington, it only made sense to interview the pitcher who took the Huskies back to the Women's College World Series last season as a true freshman, Ruby Malin. Thanks for joining us here today. Of course, I'm glad to be here. And I cannot believe it. We were just talking, you guys just started practice, but before you know it, softball season is going to be here, the best time of the year your second season. How are you feeling? I'm just excited. I feel like this off season was a really good time for me, like to focus on the things I need to focus on. So I'm feeling really confident and good going into season. I love that. Can you give us a little bit of an insight? Like what were you really focusing on in this off season? We kind of went over my coaches and I like a week after my season ended last year and kind of decided on some goals and things that we wanted to tackle before this season. So a lot of it is like pitch specific, but then also like weight room stuff, eating, Mm -hmm. sleeping, stuff like that. So just trying to bring everything together to see how good we can really get. It's so true. I think oftentimes as athletes, people only think about the physical performance, what you have to do, but it's really capsulized Mm -hmm. by so many things that go on behind the scenes, like you said, how you sleep, how you eat. I mean, all the things, how you train emotionally as well as not only just physically, Mm -hmm. but so much of it goes into it. And you guys have a really exciting kind of preseason non-conference schedule. Your first tournament, you head to Puerto Vallarta where you're playing some top teams. I looked at your first game of the year. You Mm -hmm. guys are facing Nebraska. (laughs) which I have to imagine is so fun for you being from the state. How are you feeling with all of that? I think it's just cool to, like a lot of the girls on the team I know from travel ball and high school ball and stuff. So it's just cool 
to be able to play my home state. I'm from the Midwest, Wisconsin, and I know sometimes kind of mm-hmm. the challenges that any Midwest softball player faces, especially in trying to be recruited. You know, there's only so much out of the year we can actually mm-hmm. play outside and you have to get really creative in how you train. Kind of what has it meant for you to be able to represent the state of Nebraska and all the little girls who are trying to chase the same dream and knowing the obstacles that they face and getting really just the experience? I mean, like you said, like I wasn't super highly recruited like to a ton of top schools. Washington was really one of the only big offers that I had. And so when I got that, I was just super excited to like go and show the girls from Nebraska that like you can go be bigger than the state of Nebraska. Like, yes, it's great. And you can always come back after four years, but I want to like go show the world who I am, not just my state, if that makes sense. Like, I think when we're little and like my dad and grandfather both played football in Nebraska. So it was like cool. And I really wanted to be a Husker and stuff like that. But then as I got older, I was like, there's a legacy that's going to go beyond the state. And so I want to go out and show myself if that makes sense. Absolutely. So it's just cool. I don't know. It's so neat. And you're doing that. And I look at your legacy already in your first year has been unbelievable. And we're going to get into that. But kind of as you started to wrap your mind around what you want your legacy to be, how would you describe it? My goal when I decided to commit to Washington was to try to get the program back to where it was in 2009, 2010, like the Danielle Laurie era when Washington was dominant. And even in like 2017, 2018, like Gabby playing Tara Alvelo, like those years, it was really cool to watch as a kid. And so my goal was to come in here, even as a freshman, I didn't care how old I was and try to be that ace that like was bringing the team to the top. And obviously I had a ton of like great teammates and all Americans beside me who were a huge part of that. But I just like, a hundred percent believe in this program and this coaching staff and coach tar is like amazing. And so I just really like, feel like that's my duty as a Husky to try to bring the standard back up to where it has always been. It's actually really funny. My very first college softball game was when Daniel Laurie was pitching and that was the year they went on to win it. And I just, (laughs) it was such a magical year. So I absolutely know what you're saying. Like when the Huskies were on top and, you know, Tara Novello, I got to play with her in travel ball, just some incredible pitchers have went through your program and now you are doing the same. And, you know, we dream our entire lives as softball players is playing in Oklahoma city. And for you to work towards that dream your whole life. And then in your freshman year, I'll never forget it, watching the game last year, because we were in our Super Regionals, and watching, you had a 3-2 count. First uh-huh. of all, you came into the game as a first year playing. I can't imagine the emotions. It's a full <laughs> count. You need to throw a strike. You do that. And immediately, you send your team <laughs> to home College World Series. Your team comes rushing in, and I just see the tears. And just even being, a, you know, a player of the game <laughs> at the time, I was emotional watching you kind of take me back to that moment, what it meant to you then and what it means to you now, too. It was just like a surreal moment. Like, I knew going in, it was going to be a huge time of pressure. And I was excited for it. Like, I, I was like, I want to be out there right now. Like, Lindsay had pitched a really good game that whole game. But I think... 
closing the closing role was really smart just because that was a really good offensive team. And so I just knew that I wanted to be in the circle. And just when it happened, it was just like a breath of fresh air. Like, especially after the weekend previous, I'm sure you saw the McNeese game. Like I was almost sure our season was over. So to be able to extend it and then extend it a whole nother week to the World Series was just cool. And then now I've reflected a lot. Obviously, it's been a few months, but I feel like looking back at the World Series, even though I did struggle a bit, that experience is going to push me forward in the long run. So even just getting there is so hard. Mm -hmm. And so since I was able to do that my freshman year, I feel like I can build off that and use those experiences to grow and get better. Yes. I mean, I can even remember going back to Women's College World Series. And it's like the minute you step on the field, you're kind of taking it all in for a second. And then you're like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, now this is a game I've always played. And I'm curious because now you yeah. have three more years of opportunities, three more years of chances. What would you say is the biggest lesson you walked away with that you're going to apply this season and every season from that experience? Just don't try to change your game for who you're playing. We always talk about it and like all the things like scouting and all that stuff is super important, but Coach Tar always says, if you throw your best pitches, no one can hit your best pitches. So I feel like sometimes we'd play a team and I'd try to be better to play that team. And it's like, just be Ruby. Like, that's what they say to me. Like, just go do you. You're good and you don't have to be your best. You just go be good. And that's how we beat people. Yeah. Trust yourself always. Is that probably what you're telling mm-hmm. yourself? Because I look at your game three of your first weekend, you guys have an opportunity to play, you know, three-time reigning national champions, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So for you to be able to have that opportunity right out of the gate to kind of play, you know, one of the best right now in our sport, how are you looking forward to that opportunity for not just you, but your entire team? I think it's just cool. I mean, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And we really scheduled this preseason to do that and to prepare us for conference play. So I think we're just going to battle with them and we don't care who we're playing. It doesn't matter to us, whether it's an unranked team, the number one team, it just, it is who it is. And we say in our program, it's nine girls named Sally on the field. We don't care who we're playing. Obviously (laughs) you want to know who they are and you know who they are and what they do and stuff like that. But the important thing is us. And if we do us, we're going to win all of our games. The nine Sallies on a field. I love that. That's such a good line. And it's true. <laughs> Everyone gets dressed the same way. We put on our pants, our socks the same way. You've mentioned yep. Coach Tar a few times. And I know I read somewhere that the minute you had your first phone call with her, you knew you wanted to be a Washington Husky. So now going from recruiting mm-hmm. to being a player for her, what is it like just being able to play under her? Take me a little bit behind the curtain. Oh, gosh. Well... When I committed, I just had met her for the first time. I didn't know much about Washington. I'm from Nebraska, so it's just like thinking about all those Big Ten schools around us. And then (laughs) I met Coach Tar, and I was like, wow, she seems like just different from any coach I've ever met. And so being here now, uh, we have a really, really close relationship. I talk to her literally every day and stuff like that. But she's the most knowledgeable person I know in the game of softball, like she is so smart when it comes to everything. Like, and this year it's cool since we have that third paid assistant, she's more in a manager role. So she's able to help with the pitchers, the hitters and defense all at once, rather than trying to like run the practice. She's more so like in practice with us. And it's really cool to be able to have her input along with our pitching coach too. So she 
has helped me so much more so even mentally and stuff because it's cool because most of our staff has played for Washington so they know exactly what it's like and so it's cool to have their input on things and most of them too have played pro and have played in the Olympics so it's just it's just a really cool staff to be a part of and coach Tar has crafted this program into what it is and it's special. Yeah, you guys have, I mean, top to bottom, a stud staff, I would say, you know, Courtney Gano, and like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, the players that you brought back. And I think that's always the best part is when you can speak to people who played the game and have played for that program because they truly understand what it embodies. And it's just so helpful, I feel like, as a player. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's cool. When you look at this season and the last how many months that you've been training with your team, you guys make it to the Women's College World Series. You have veterans too. You return Brooke Nelson, a fifth year. Kind of what would you say is mm-hmm. the identity of your team this year that you're excited for fans to see? I think after last season, people will look at us and think that all these big names are gone. Don't get me wrong. They were great to have. But yeah. I think we're kind of going to be underdogs this year. And I like it. I mean, you look at our football team, we're, we're underdogs and look (laughs) at us like there's something, there's something about, we say the better person you are, the better player you're going to be for the Huskies. So like our coaches do a really good job of recruiting good people who believe in what we do. And I think that will take us farther than talent. So yes, we're extremely talented, but the buy-in and the work ethic is there that's going to push us farther than other people. So I think, oh, we might not have Bailey Klingler, Sammy Reynolds, Maddie Husky anymore, but like, we're going to be good. And I think it's kind of exciting because I like being the underdog and kind of coming from behind people. And like, I think it's cool. So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a special year. Let me just say that I absolutely love that you're describing yourself as an underdog who is like, a freshman, <laughs> all-American, first one in Washington since 2018. <laughs> like, I'm the underdog still. But it, it's so fun. And that just speaks to who you are. But it's true. When you're that underdog, you can play fearlessly. You know, you don't feel like the target's on your back. Like, you're the one who's out hunting other teams, which is just a different shift yeah. in a mindset. Mm-hmm. Four pitchers who are listening to this podcast. We get a lot of younger pitchers. And you mentioned earlier, kind of at the World Series, how you wanted the ball in your hands. You wanted that pressure. Like I'm sure even heading to Puerto Vallarta, you want to pitch those big games. Have you always been that way? Or how have you learned to have that attitude, that mindset? I've always been kind of like, I don't know a word to describe it, but I've always wanted to be the one with the attention on me. And I think that's why pitchers are different because you kind of, you win the game, it's because of you. If you lose the game, it's because of you. So I've always kind of had that, but there were times last year where I was like, oh gosh, I don't want the ball. Like I'm struggling right now. But then just to kind of throw, like my first appearance was against Duke, which I think at the time was maybe a top 15 team. Mm -hmm. Like my coaches kind of just threw me out there, runners on base, no outs. And I'm like, okay. So I think having them believe in me to be that way and then along with myself, it's just all kind of come together. So I think advice, like just trust yourself and bet on yourself every single time because more times than not, you're going to, you're going to come out on top. So in those moments where maybe you're like, I don't want the ball as much, 
was it your coaches who got you out of that mindset? Were you able to shift it being like, you know what? Worst comes to worst, like I give up that home run, I lose that game. Like that's not going to change who I know I am. I think having them throw me out there kind of in mm-hmm. big situations. Like if you look at the World Series last year, my two first starts were not great. Like, but they kept starting me. Like mm-hmm. I got all three starts at the World Series. So ha- knowing that like they 100% trust me to go out there, even if my last appearance wasn't good or whatever, like they trust me to be their girl. Like it helped me to be like, okay, you know what? Like I do deserve to be in this spot right now. All the work that I've put in is what's allowing me to be here right now. So I just have to completely trust in that and know that like whatever happens is meant to happen and it could go good. It could go bad, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) And most of the time when you put your heart on that line, the game's going to pay you back. You know, I always say it's like what mm-hmm. you invest the game, the game invests back to you. And, you know, yes. good things happen to good people. And before we get in a little bit to who you are off the field, I guess I want to ask you, why do you love this game so much? It's kind of been my rock my entire life. And oh my gosh, I get emotional because <laughs> it's like the only constant in my life. And gosh, it's crazy. I just, I don't know. I feel like I owe everything to softball. It's gotten me here. It's gotten me to meet some of my best friends, people who are going to be in my wedding one day. Like, it's just, I feel like softball has given me, first, I've given softball my whole life and softball has given my whole life back to me. So I think it's just cool to be able to show other people how much I love it because I truly do like love softball so much. And I think, you know, I can see that anyone listening to this can see that, but the whole world got to see that in the most amazing way mm-hmm. watching you play last year. And, and that's why, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to have you on because you're such ambassador for our game. But also I tell people all the time, our sport is filled with the most wonderful human beings to ever walk this earth. Like I truly yes. believe that. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. Right. It's just so <laughs> special. And I think what makes our sport special is because of who people are off the field too. And I want to shine light to that. So Ruby, on an off softball day, what are you doing? How are you spending it? What am I doing? Okay, well, for example, okay, let's go with Sunday. Tomorrow, (laughs) I'll go to church. And then even though it's an off day, I'll probably still go through a bullpen because that's what I like to do. I love it. And then... I just love to hang out with my teammates and friends. Like that's, I don't honestly do much. I like to shop a lot, (laughs) but I spend a ton of time with my friends and family. Obviously my family's not here, Mm -hmm. but when I was home or when I am home, I'm with my family pretty much the whole time. It's a simple life. I really don't. People are like, what are your hobbies? I'm like, uh, you're like, wait, does the yellow ball doesn't count? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you think about it like, this is why it's hard to find things that you like to do because you spend your whole life yeah. training and doing all the things for softball. It's like, okay, now what? Like, mm-hmm. now what do I do? So I think like my life is simple and I am at home a lot and I'm, I am a homebody. Like I don't really like to go do things very much. Like I'd rather just be at home with my roommates and teammates and like, that's it. Like it's fun to me. There's nothing wrong with that. A simple life is a very, very good life, especially in this game. So you mentioned you like to hang out with your teammates a lot. Off the field, what is your favorite maybe memory with them this last year? Oh, off the field. Okay. Well, 
traveling is just always so much fun. Like bus ride. We don't go on very many bus rides, mm-hmm. but when we do, it's so fun because everyone's just like messing around and stuff. And then, oh gosh, what's my favorite memory? I just, I don't know why this sticks out to me, but we played in Houston mm-hmm. for a preseason tournament last year at U of H. And <laughs> maybe it was like a three or four hour drive. I don't remember how far it was, but then we got on a bus the next day and we drove to McNeese and we lost that game, but we got to go to Bucky's. And I don't know why <laughs> I always think about that game. <laughs> And even though we lost, it was just so much fun. But then after the game, Coach Tar was like, it's because you guys went to Bucky's and messed <laughs> up your stomachs with all the sugar you got. And oh I don't know gosh. why, but that whole trip was like a fever dream. Like it was just so long and hot. Oh it was crazy. But it was so much fun. That's hilarious. Bus <laughs> drives will do that to you, let me tell you. And people don't understand when you are like so regiment on like, what you eat, what your team eats, the meals you get. And then like that one time you get to go to the place you guys picked. It's amazing. Every time we go somewhere like fun to eat, we lose. So I'm <laughs> done doing that this year. Like last year we went to Cane's at the World Series. We lost. <laughs> Where else should we go? We went to Dairy Queen for someone's birthday and then we got run rolled the next day. Like I'm oh, done doing it. that. It's, it's like bad. You know what you have to do is you're going to do it after you win. That's how you're going to celebrate. So then the game's done. Yes, after the whole weekend. After yes. the whole weekend. <laughs> I love that. Best part about being a Husky, what would you say? The people. I feel like I have a really good relationship with everyone on my team and the staff. So that's huge. And then too, just like being part of the university. Like you look at our football team right now. Gosh, like, it's just cool, like, in the fan support, like, right now, I mean, you know, being in Washington, it's like everyone's wearing purple and, like, saying hi as you walk by, and, like, I was pulling into our garage for practice yesterday, and the boys were going to the airport for the game, and you just see, like, thousands of people just, like, sending them off. I'm like, dude, this is where I go to school. This is cool. Like, just people, like, live and die for Washington out here, and it's really cool. That's what makes college sports so special in every sport, just the mm-hmm. people, the community, the state that you get behind you. And I want to give a little love to Nebraska mm-hmm. because, again, not many people know of the Midwest states. Mm-hmm. What is one thing you would tell people about Nebraska that maybe they don't know or maybe something you did as a kid that you love that people don't really think about? I mean, we're a Nebraska football family. We just are. And so I grew up going to those games every Saturday. My family still has season tickets and we had a huge tailgate with all my dad's buddies and college teammates. And then the fans out there too are just like, it's so cool. Like Mm -hmm. you look at the volleyball game that they had amazing at Memorial and it's just so cool. Like the fans really, I mean, you probably know there's not much to do there. So like every (laughs) Saturday, like everyone's watching the the Hudson game. So that's what I remember. Yeah. Oh, yes. The same way in Wisconsin, you know, with the Packers and with the Badgers. Yes. That's about it. But no, Mm -hmm. yeah. Shout out to that volleyball game because just watching any women's sport right now on the rise is amazing. Yes. Well, my last question for you is what would you say your biggest dream is in life? And it could be with this game. It could be without this game. Like your vision board 2024 and for your life, that's in the middle. So not this year for my whole life. Yes. Okay, I want to win 
2028 Olympics. I want to make the Olympic team and win a gold medal in LA. That's my biggest dream. Oh, I love it. We're manifesting it right here. We'll see. That's been on the dream board for a while. So it was cool to be a part of Team USA this summer. And then seeing that we got softball back in the Olympics. So that's kind of like coming true. But we'll see. It's going to take some work to get there. You can do it. LA 2028. Why would you say that is so important to you? You got to play for Team USA this past summer. Kind of experience what, you know, wearing those three letters across your chest means. Why would it mean so much to you in the Olympics? Well, obviously the Olympics is like the biggest stage. And so being able to do that in my own home country, there's just something special about it. Like, yes, it'd be super cool to go play the Olympics in another country, but the fact that it's going to be right on our homeland would be super special. So I think that's why. And it's just perfect timing. Like it'd be right after my college career, a few years out. So I just, I don't know. It just seems like, that's something that I wanted to do for a really long time. And it kind of aligns with my life. So I would say so. Well, Ruby, I cannot wait to watch you this season, but your entire career. And then hopefully in the 2028 Olympics, we're going to say we heard it here first and we'll, we'll play a clip in 2028 and be like, <laughs> look what happened. But just your heart is so pure. <laughs> what you do for the game is so pure. Thank you so much. Yes. And thank you so much for coming on from the players podcast. Of course, thank you for having me. In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.